Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. So let's go back to Luke 19. We began looking at this uh, parable in the previous episode. I believe it's the last one we'll be looking at, if I'm not incorrect. Uh, I'm having to go through the final list to make sure I cover them all, right? So here's what it says in verse 11. While they were listening to these things, Jesus went on to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they supposed that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. So he said, A nobleman went to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself and then return. And he called ten of his slaves and gave them ten minas and said to them, Do business with this until I come back. So we've covered this in the previous episode. We see what the, how the uh, parable starts. There's a nobleman. He goes off to a distant country. And the reason he's going to this distant country He's going to receive a kingdom for himself, and then he's going to return. Now, when you look at this and look at the balance of the Scripture, this is a very vivid picture of what happens to Jesus as the Son of Man. And so uh, it's, it really gives us some insight in some things. So in the 13th verse, we see that he called ten of his slaves and gave them ten minas. And as we'll see by the end of it, he gave each one of them a mina. That's the picture that's there. And he, and he told them to uh, do business. Now, remember, you know, he's a nobleman. He's a businessman. So he says, here's a minor. Do business with this until I come back. I think it's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we as mankind are his slaves, his servants, and that he has given each one of us a minor. Okay? He's given each one of us life. And he's saying, hey, go at it. Live your life. Do business with your life, you know. And this isn't so much from the perspective of doing business to attain stuff and position and power and the like. He is telling them to live life. Now, verse 14, this is really interesting. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to reign over us. So remember how it started. He's a nobleman. And he's going to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself, and then he's going to come back. But his citizens, okay, the ones that he's going to rule and reign over him, hate him. And so they send a delegation after him to the distant country, apparently, to those that have been granting him the kingdom. And they're saying what? <coughs> we don't want this man to rule and reign over us. Verse 15, when he returned... After receiving the kingdom, he ordered that those slaves to whom he had given the money be called to him so that he might know what business they had done. The first appeared, saying, Master, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good slave, because you've been faithful in a very little thing. You are to be in authority over ten cities. The second came and saying, your minor master has made five minas. And he said to him also, and you are to be over five cities. Another came saying, master, here is your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. 
for I was afraid of you, because you are an exacting man. You take up what you did not lay down, and reap what you did not sow. Verse 22, he said to him, By your own words I will judge you, you worthless slave. Did you not know that I am an exacting man, which he did, taking up what I did not lay down and reaping what I did not sow? Then why did you put not put my money in the bank? And having come, I would have collected it with interest. Then he said to the bystanders, Take the mine away from him and give it to the one who has the ten minus. And they said to him, Master, he has ten minus already. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how quickly that we will default to that. Well, they've already got enough. You know, they've got this. Why are you giving it to one that's got that? Yeah, well, Jesus knows. Listen to the next two verses. Jesus says this. I tell you that to everyone who has, more shall be given. But from the one who does not have, even what he does not have shall be taken away. And then there's one more verse we'll get to in this moment. What does he mean by that? Let me read it again. I t tell you that to everyone who has, more shall be given. But the one who does not have, even what he does have, shall be taken away. I think the bottom line with this is, Jesus is saying this, if you do with your life what you're supposed to do, and if you do it unto the Lord, and if you repent, confess, call upon the name of the Lord, if you live in a godly way, if you make the best use of your life, then you'll receive even more. <coughs> If you don't, remember the guy put that little coin in a handkerchief. He didn't even make use of it. He just hid it away because he feared the master. If you hide yourself away, if you don't move forward in the right relationship with the Lord, that even what you did have, which is the life you have here, even what you did have, that's going to be taken away from you. Now listen to this, verse 27. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slay them in my presence. Now remember, the religious rulers were about here, okay? They would have heard this. They would have known what the Lord was saying. What's he saying? Remember, there was enemies up here who did not want him to rule and reign over them. The religious were like that. Many unbelievers were like that, rejected. And, and remember, they're, they're, they're supposing that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. And this is how he responds. He gives more insight into the kingdom of God. And it's actually sort of a scary insight. If you're an enemy of the Lord and you don't want him to rule and reign over you in this life or the life to come, here's what's going to happen. Bring them here and slay them in my presence. You will be judged, and you will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity, where you're constantly dying, but you never die, where you're in complete and total darkness. People go, how can it be dark in the lake of fire? <coughs> you ever seen an alcohol fire? No, you haven't, because our, our, our uh, visual spectrum doesn't allow us to view that. There are temperatures that are that hot. You will not be consumed. You will be totally alone, and yet you will be pressed in by, I don't know, untold millions and billions of other spirit entities that will press in to terrorize you. Uh, the, the scripture describes it as a place where the worm is always gnawing at you and it never dies. 
a place of horrific torment, a place where you do want to die, and yet you never will. Think about that. The Lord is showing him some things right here, and he's showing us some things right here. The bottom line is this. What are we doing with the life that the Lord has given us? Are we using it in the correct way? Are we using it in a way that would glorify him? Are we using it in a way that he will look at us and say, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.